that you bless the people here today. And Lord, we just want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, physically, mentally. And we want to be blessed today, Father. We thank and praise you for encouraging us, keeping us from giving up. And Lord, we just thank you for your love. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to talk about having done all. You know, what it means to take a stand. Amen. It's always good to hear God, what he has to say. And it's just an encourager. I look at it as a, an encourager, not a rebuke, not a anything like that. But God always encourages us on how to continue and not give up and not quit. Amen. So the Bible tells us not to... It tells us to take a stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, stand therefore. Why don't we turn to Ephesians 6.10. Sorry about that. Ephesians 6.10. And it talks about standing, telling you to stand therefore firmly, you know, and, and to, uh, you know, put on these these different things, the breast plate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. And so the word of God is telling us that for a purpose. And now this is what I, I'm hearing is that these are spiritual clothes. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in high places. So the Bible is telling us that our fight is not in the natural. Amen. So if we're not fighting a natural fight, we're fighting a spiritual fight, then we have to put on our spiritual clothing. Amen. So let's read starting in verse 10. Ephesians 6. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And that tells you right there how to take a stand. You don't take a stand in your own power, in your own strength, or in your own might. Can I get an amen in this place? Amen. And so you stand strong in the Lord. And we could just stop right there and just say, call it a day. Because this is how you stand. Amen. Finally, my brother, being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. So you're standing strong in the power of the Lord. Not in your own power, but it says in the power of his might. And I think this is why we get weary and quit. I know it is because that's where I was. I know why we quit. We quit because we're trying to do things out of our own strength and not out of the strength of God. Amen. And so you get weary when you're doing, you think it's you that has to get this thing done. You know, how many of you have ever felt like that? Like it was all on you. But guess what? It's on him. All God, this is what God is asking you, us to do. Agree with him. Stand in agreement with him. That's all. Be in agreement and do the things that he's told us to do. Like stay in obedience. Stay in faith. You know, stay in strength. You know, teach our mouths to say the right things. Amen. Say what God has told you and continue to do that. And we won't get weak and want to quit. Because this is what causes us to quit because we think God's not going to do it. And then we get angry and we get upset and we get hurt. You know, and then, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. 
And then we want to use that scripture to say that's why I'm quitting. But we quit because we're doing things out of our own strength and we don't stand in the power of his might. Verse 11 says, but put on the whole armor of God. And this is another reason. The whole armor, in other words, be clothed. Amen. Be clothed in spiritual clothing. And not in our own whatever we we think we're doing. Amen. But put on the whole armor. The whole armor is to be clothed spiritually by God. And to stand. It says you will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Amen. Or stand in that evil day. You will be able. In other words, if you don't put the whole armor, if you're not spiritually clothed, you will not be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Because verse 11 says to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able. Are y'all here today? To stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So it's telling us, this scripture is telling us now where the fight is. There's warfare over our faith. There's warfare over our word. Over our confession. You know, there's a war being fought. And so we have to stand in the position, in the right position that God put us in. Do you agree? Amen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Amen. Because, you know, we, we have to understand and know how to wage a good warfare, but it's a spiritual fight. It's not a natural fight. But what we do is we start to think this is a natural fight. Are y'all here? And we start to fight in the natural, think in the natural, talk in the natural. And then we look up and we've dug a hole for ourselves. And then we wonder what's going on. Amen. But I think it starts right here. We don't wage a spiritual warfare. We wage a carnal, natural warfare when our enemies are not even natural enemies. Amen. And then 13 says, therefore take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand. See, in other words, this scripture is telling us this. If you don't take up the whole armor, you will not be able to withstand because it says that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all. And having done all to stand. Amen. So walking in the spirit helps us but that's easy to tell people that they don't know how you understand it doesn't make mean anything amen but we know that we have to use spiritual weapons that we have to get our strength and our power from God and we have to fight through him because it's a spiritual battle it's not a, a carnal battle amen and so just knowing those things would tip us off that I can't do this by my it must not be my, although we're spiritual beings but we're in the world we're in, in the natural we're in the a natural house this body and so you know this scripture is telling us that this is more than a natural fight that this fight is a spiritual fight amen it's not a natural fight 
Verse 14 says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. You know, while always receive truth, ask for truth. Stay in your Bible and you'll stay in truth, in the truth of God. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And it says, 15, and having your feet shod with the preparation of, of the gospel of peace. And see, we don't walk in peace. We walk in worry. We walk, walk in hurt. And this is why we can't get a breakthrough because we're not what you know, we don't have the shoes of peace on, so we don't know where we're going. Amen. And so we, we have the wrong shoes on. And this is above all taking the shield of faith, which is which you will be able to quench the fiery darts. And the shield of faith, you know, the people that came in into the was strong in the faith movement I'm just using these as an example well let me just use a Baptist because that's what I was I talk from what I know they keep the helmet of salvation on it this is just something so you'll open up your eyes and see they keep that helmet of salvation on because that's what where they're strong in they believe that but they don't have this other you know they don't have the faith People in the faith movement, they they are always confessing, and they I'm in faith, oh brother, I'm putting my faith with yours, but they don't have other things. They don't. They're not. In other words, they're not fully clothed. They're naked in some respects. Amen. Everybody's walking around with no shoe, one shoe on, or no helmet. You know, everybody's got the helmet and no, you know. Other clothing, spiritual clothing. Because tradition stops that full flow of God. Y'all understand that? Amen. And so the the full gospel people are, you know, they they believe they believe the word, they confess the word, but most of them are not even saved. So they don't even have the helmet of salvation. You understand? So you have to be fully clothed. It says to put on the whole armor. So there's a lot of people walking around spiritually naked. Are y'all here today? Yes. And you have to be fully clothed. Amen. You ever thought about that? Yes. That's what tradition does. It unprepares you for the evil day. Amen. And this is why sometimes a lot of people don't see a lot of victory. Amen. You know, some people, full gospel people, they're, they're big on healing, you know, but they don't even know how to get their bills paid like Oral Roberts was like that. He didn't understand seed faith. But you have to be well-rounded. So how do you become well-rounded? Meditating on the Word. Amen. Yes. Knowing that our strength is weak or we're made strong in our weakness by God that we're not doing this alone. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we have to be well-rounded. That word stand means to maintain an upright position. In other words, don't be slothful in your spiritual walk. Maintain a spiritual position. Now what's a spiritual position? An upright position. A position of knowing. A position of expectation. Amen. A position of prayer and supplication and repentance and agreement. This is how you stand. You stand in all of these these ways. And it says uh, that word stand means to be means to be maintain an upright position supported by one's feet. So that means clearly that you you are standing in an erect position. And not a position of, of, I can't, you know, 
I'm tired. I'm just I'm fed up. I'm not doing anymore. That's not a an erect position. To stand also means vertical. It means to be situated in a particular place or position. So you can't get a victory anywhere. You got to be where God told you to to get your victory. Amen. So it's um, to be located in a pos- and to be positioned. A position taken in an argument. When you don't want to let an argument go, you take a stand. Am I right? So this is what standing means. Standing means you don't quit and you don't change. Standing also is an attitude towards a particular issue. You know, if you have an issue concerning uh, some moral issue, you don't compromise. So you continue to take a, a position of I'm not quitting and I'm not changing and I'm not, I'm not bowing. Are y'all here? Amen. The word stand also means a stance. You take a stance. It's a point of view. Or it's a viewpoint position. Amen. It's an approach that you take. A thinking policy. So you keep thinking the same way. No matter how long it takes. People let time mess with their minds. And I'm guilty of that too. But you you repent and you come away from that. You get in your word and you get reassured by the word of God. Amen. The same thing that started you in your stand. You end with that. Amen. And so I, I like to always go back to the place where I was once blessed. And this is how you start over. But you're really not starting over. You're just repositioning yourself in the, in the spirit. Are y'all here? Amen. So it's an approach. It's a thinking policy. And it says also to stand means to remain unaltered. Or to remain valid. As in my decision stands. You take a position and you don't change. You take a position and you don't compromise. You take a position and you don't let the devil wear you out until you give in. Amen. You take a position and you don't let your heart deceive you. Y'all hear? Amen. And that's happened a lot of times. You know where you, your heart tells you you don't want it no more. Amen. So uh, taking a stand also means to rest without a disturbance. So when something comes to disturb your peace, you attack that thing. Amen. I remember Robert Lairdon saying one time, you take unbelief out to the barn, in the back of the barn, and you wear it out. <laughs> Whip it butt. That's what you do to unbelief. You take it behind the barn, and you wear it out. Amen. So these are things that God will help us with to keep us, because this is just a, an example of how important it is to take a stand. It said you remain unaltered. You remain in faith. And when your faith wanes, you get back in there. Amen. You take your unbelief behind the bar. Amen. And when you come back, you're back in the game. Hallelujah. So be strong in the Lord. And this is what wears us out. Every time I say, think about I'm tired. Every time I think that way, I know that I've some kind of way gotten in the flesh. Amen. And I have to repent and say I'm getting back in the game. 
Amen. Because if we're spirit beings and faith is a spiritual attribute, you don't get t- faith don't get tired. Amen. Faith keeps moving. Faith keeps pressing. Faith keeps going on and on and on and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. Faith doesn't quit. So to resist and stand your ground in the evil day or in the day of danger, you have to stand. Having done all. Now some people think having done all means, well I've done it all, I can't do no more. No, having done all means when you've done all that you're supposed to do, you just take a stand. And you don't move. You say, I'm not moving. That's what it means having done all. It doesn't mean that you don't have, I can't do nothing else. Ain't nothing else to pray. You've done it all. So take a stand in what you've done. Take a stand in what you know. Take a stand in what you've already accomplished in the spirit. And don't let your mind and your mouth talk you out of it. Amen. Because see, our mouths would talk us out of what we've, you know, all of the, the, the foundation that we've laid. Our mouth will talk us out of that. And then and it'll, 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 you know, start to... And then you're looking like, well, how did I move from there to here? And it's discouragement. You have to watch discouragement. Discouragement will talk you out of your stand. And and you know what you do? See, discouragement doesn't mean, well, I'm just a little down. Discouragement means that you abort it. You abort it. It doesn't mean that you're still standing. It means you abort a ship. That's what... Discouragement does. Amen. And disbelief, unbelief, and all this stuff. God is not expecting us to get this thing done. He's doing it. He's just asking us to stay in agreement. When you stay in faith and when you sometimes when your faith wanes, you know, there's things that you do to go back in there. When Paul had that thorn in his side, he was not in faith. But you know what he did? He kept going. And he says, I prayed and I asked God three times to remove this thing. And he didn't do it. But then Paul stopped. He was on the road when he said that then. He didn't stop. He kept on moving and he kept on, you know, trusting in God because God was all that he had. He knew in whom he was believing. So praying always, you know, prayer supplication, it always helps. You got to be doing all of this stuff. Got to be praying. You know, you got to be repenting. You got to sit before the Lord. You know, you don't stop going in your prayer closet because you feel victory. When you feel victory, that's all the more that you give. You start to give God the glory. You start thanking and praising Him because you feel victorious. And it's good to feel victorious. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we feel like if we, by any chance, allow ourselves to get victory or feel victorious, we think that's going to put a damper on things or we get superstitious well it might not happen I better slow down but I'm telling you expectation will just knock this stuff down I'm telling you and and open the doors the floodgates for God to come in amen it always does so Ephesians 6 10 through 14 helps us and tells us how to make a stand Verse 14, stand therefore having girded your your waist with truth. Amen. 
having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts. See, when you stand in faith, that faith is a shield. Amen. And, uh, and every time the devil tried to throw some kind of slander your way, try to make you see something that's going to make you not stay in faith because of what you're seeing, you know, that faith will knock that out of the ballpark. Amen. And faith tells, tells the natural, oh no, Mm-mm. she's not falling for that. Amen. He's not looking at that. He's still believing. He's still believing my word. No matter what he sees. So you can't you can't win this war looking in the natural. Amen. You can only win by faith and patience. Amen. Amen. By faith and patience. How did they win? Never mind. Yeah, by faith and patience. Amen. They overcame. Hallelujah. So this armor is a spiritual armor. Amen. The Bible uh, relates it to a a heavily armed soldier. But God, it says, but God supplies it. So if God supplies this armor, then he's the person that will get you through this thing. Amen. It's not going to come from a natural source. Because it's not a natural war. And so if it, if it was a natural war, God would have given us natural weapons. Like, you know, like he used to do back in the day. <laughs> you know, they had those big chariots and all of that. But this is a, a spiritual war. And so he gives us spiritual armor, not natural armor. So that tells us, that clues us in right in that there, that nothing we can do in the natural is going to work. Amen. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces of wickedness and high in the heavenlies. God gives us spiritual weapons to fight a spiritual battle. He doesn't expect us to do this on our own. You see how crazy that is? But yet still, we somehow think God, you know, aborts his plan. And starts to do something different. But see, once that word... See, this is why God, you know He hasn't changed His mind. Because He's already spoken it. And he, His word never comes back void. But the Bible says it accomplishes what it's set out to do. It accomplishes it. And so it's already done in the Spirit. Amen? We have... Amen. We have to believe that. If we don't believe that... We'll just stay in a spot and never you know years and years and years and years will go by and we never see victory because of how we're thinking amen we wrestle not against flesh and blood why because it's a spiritual fight because we're fighting spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenlies why would God send us into a heavenly fight with carnal weapons kind of God would do that he wouldn't our father would not do us like that so whenever we get in the flesh and that thought comes to us that it's not going to work this is never going to happen look if God spoke it sometimes what we need to do is go back and figure out did God say that is it written in this word and if it's in the word it's already spoken it's going to happen it has to God has to bring his word to pass. This is his decree. This is not something we just found under some paper. 
and decided to follow this. But this is a promise of God. He spoke this. And it's a, it's a spiritual fight. It's spiritual warfare. It's warfare over his word too. Because the devil is trying to make sure it doesn't come to pass. But the only way he can do that is through us. He has to manipulate our minds some kind of way where we don't trust God and don't believe his word. He has to do it through us. That's the only way. Because he knows God's not backing down. He, the devil knows that God's not taking his word back. He knows that God is not afraid of him. He knows that God is in a position, Jesus is in that position too, who is our intercessor, who's forever making intercession for us on the sitting on the right hand of, of the Father God. And he knows that that's a priestly position. And he knows that we're seated there with him Amen. in heavenly places. He knows this, but he's trying to make us think that it's not true. And it works. Amen. It works because we listen to that because, see, we're all about the natural. We're all about what we can see. But, but can you see into the spirit realms? It's, now, I know some people, God gives some people visions and dreams. But can you see the heavenly evil forces that's coming against you? But you know they're there because God says they're there. But we know we also have the victory. Amen. We have the victory. Amen. So stop running around naked. Put on your spiritual clothes. Put on your spiritual garments. Amen. Hallelujah. Stop running around with no spiritual clothes on. Put on all of these things. You don't, in other words, you don't put them on. You start to walk in them. You never take them off. Amen. Amen. We have to wear real spiritual armor. And be fully clothed. Don't just wear the helmet of salvation. Don't just be saved. Amen. Until Jesus comes. You know. That's your basic Baptist. I, I walked that for 20 years. Amen. And just to feeling defeated. Didn't know why. You know. And I'm like why is it not happy anymore I just I knew there was some type of disconnect and I never knew that it was because I wasn't full of fire amen so then some people you know they get full of fire and then they can you know crew, you know do whatever everything we can walk on walls but that's good but we need to be fully clothed wear the whole armor because partially armed won't win a war amen won't win a spiritual battle. But know that God gives us this strength and this power. He gives us the clothes to put on. Amen. 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 And stop letting denominations partially clothe us because what we believe and what we don't. I don't believe that part, but I believe this. All that crazy stuff. You either believe or you don't. You believe the whole Bible, the whole gospel, because the gospel is not hidden anymore amen Amen. hallelujah so you need to be you need to be able to quench the fiery darts and you have to have faith to do that amen let's go to 2nd Timothy 4 verse 7 so it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Second Timothy four verse seven. 
And it says in verse 7, it says, I have fought a good fight. This is Paul, of course. He says, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Can you say that? Amen. 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 I have fought a good fight. And that means he kept his spiritual clothing on. From the day he was called in until the day he was, and this is where he was winding down his, his ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to fight a good fight. He always talked about waging a good warfare and, and fighting the good fight of faith. So in other words, this is what Paul is saying to Timothy. He says, look, Timothy, I kept the faith. I have kept the faith. I didn't quit. I may have felt like it. I got thrown in jail several times for something I didn't do. But I kept the faith. I didn't quit. I didn't give up on God. Amen. He ran, he ran his race. And he finished the course. But he says the important thing that I see that Paul was saying is I have kept the faith. And that's how you stand. In other words, he's saying, I took a stand and I stayed in my, my position. Amen. I kept the faith. Hallelujah. Part of standing is keeping the faith. When you keep the faith, you finish the race. Doing all that you know to do. That's keeping the faith. In other words, there's a standing part of faith. You can be in faith because people, just ask the people that came along during the faith movement. You remember that movement. Everybody was in faith. Amen. But they were in faith only in, yeah, in part because they were vocal, vocally in faith. But they, they didn't show faith. They didn't show themselves to be in faith. Because, uh, you know, like a lot of people in the faith movement, remember Larry Lee, went to fight the, you know, because he just knew God told him to do that. But when he went out there, those, he's, he's not been the same since. Because there was no faith. You can't go out and try to do things that you see other people doing unless God has spoken it to you. And he equips those that he sent. And then, so we know it wasn't God or he'd have been able to stand, wouldn't he? Because he equips, God equips those he sent. Amen. But Paul stayed in faith. He says, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. And when you keep the faith, you'll keep standing. I don't care how many times you get knocked down. You get back up. You repent. See, some people get up and forget to repent. But you repent and you don't quit. You don't abort. Amen. You be encouraged. You don't be, you don't allow, see, when you continue to stand having done all, part of having done all is fighting discouragement, which will cause us not to continue. Amen. Discouragement causes you to leave your position, to abort your position, and then the devil will tell you you're still standing. And see, some people, I've heard them say it. I'm still reading my Bible. I don't come to prayer no more, but I'm still reading my Bible. And they think that's a stand. That's not a stand. That means you abort it. I don't understand how they think. I, I don't get that. I'm still reading my Bible. You know what that tells me? You got a religious spirit. That's what that is. Because see, religion will tell you as long as you're reading your Bible, because God is in your house too. And he's guiding you here from God too. When you see people tell on themselves when they got religion. See, in other words, this is what they're saying to us. I'm disobedient. 
I'm out of position. I don't do what God tell me to do, but he's still going to bless me. That's what they're saying. Ever thought about that? I would think and say, I don't understand that, you know. That's the, you know, I'm in sin, really, because you, you refuse to, uh, you know, whatever that scripture says. With, unbelie- with believers, you know, well, then I'm going, I'll go to church. You know, they're always trying to fix it where they don't have to face the truth of what, what's real. Amen. You aborted ship. You aborted. You're not in, you're not standing. Standing for what? You're not standing. You're aboard a ship. Amen. So a disagreement will cause you to stop standing. And wait, that waiting thing, the time element, will cause you to give up. Amen. You know, because God, but you got to look at it like this, because that, that was exactly what was wrong with me. But you know, you got to look at it like this, and I'm so thankful for God and His Word. It's like... Who said God has to answer things in our timing? Who said? He don't have to do none of that. He does things according to his own will. Amen. He does things that's going to help us in the long run. It's kind of like parents that give their kids everything. No, a lot of those kids don't ever want to get out and work. They're lazy. You have to. You have to stimulate your children you know you can't just let them lay around and do nothing or there'll be nothing and this is how God you know if we feel that way as parents God feels double because he loves us much more amen but we get them wires crossed real quick (laughs) see we want a microwave well we live in a microwave society Amen. Quick remedy. And then if God don't come through, this is another thing we do. If God don't come through soon, and come when we think he can, we'll go to a plan B. We'll try to get it done ourselves. And it never works. Amen. And so we need to stop trying to self-remedy the situation and get back in faith. Amen. But we don't want to do that. Because it's like somebody's watching us. See, this, the devil's low down. Because he'll start telling you everybody's watching. He's a liar. He's a liar. God didn't tell you that. That voice didn't come from God. So it's either one or the other. It didn't come from a neutral party. Because there's no neutri- neutrality, if that's a word. There's no such thing in the, in the kingdom of God. Nobody's neutral. You're either for or against. And if that voice is not God, if and it's not in the Word, it ain't God. It's the devil. And he's telling you, they're watching you, and, and they don't do nothing but talk about it. It's just those are lies. That's your own conscience. That's your heart that condemns you. Don't let your heart condemn you. That's your own heart. Point the finger. But your own heart will condemn you if you let it. Because see, in other words, that's coming from you. And we let it condemn us. And then we fall into unbelief and we stay there. But you don't have to stay there. Isn't it wonderful that God doesn't make us stay there when we mess up? He's forgiving. Amen. 
And if we repent and admit that we just come, God, I just don't know what's going on. You ever told God that I am? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then he'll start to speak. So he speaks to humility. Not, you know, somebody that's drawn the line. Nope. Mm-mm, no. So we can't do that. Amen. Because uh, uh, whatever, whatever that scripture, whatever that thing is, people say a little bit of disobedience is disobedience or something. I don't, I don't remember. What is it? Yeah, delayed disobedience is disobedience. So you can't do it when you feel better. You immediately, you repent and you get back in the game. Isn't it good you can get back in the game? I'm thankful. Amen. You don't have to stay stuck and stupid. Amen. Because, but these things happen. And this is why God gives us revelation. So that he can help us get over the hurdle and get back in the game. Amen. When God doesn't answer us when we think he should, you know, we can't set out to resolve things on our own. Because we can't. Do you really think he's going to let some of that stuff work? Amen. It's not going to work because this is why. You can figure it out yourself. Because those are carnal means and this is a spiritual war. So we're using carnal means, carnal weapons to try to solve a spiritual situation. And it won't work. It's like oil and water. And God's not going to let it work. Amen. So it's all done spiritually in the power of God's might, not natural strength. We're going to get tired in the natural but this is when you you that thing should go off in your head now i'm in the natural because i'm tired and that's where I, I taught myself you know with all beside all the little tin notes and everything and i started to say now i'm in the flesh because i'm tired because i've been trying to do so i jumped over here and i just told god yesterday i wasn't gonna do that <laughs> I'm back over here again. You see what I'm saying? And it's okay to be wrong. And it's okay to mess up as long as you know it. And get back over where you're supposed to be. Amen. See, because I'm not going to stand here and tell you, well, you know, God doesn't like these things. And when you do it, get from over there. Get back over on the right side. Amen. And and charge yourself to do it less every time. Like, I ain't going to do it twice this week. I'm going to do it once. <laughs> and then maybe I'll stop doing it eventually. Amen. But we need to meditate on the word and change our thoughts. See, because you're going to keep doing it. You're going to keep falling off the wagon. You're going to keep doing it until you get your mind changed. Until your thought prep process is different. And when you stop thinking those old thoughts that keep bringing you back to the cross in the road to the fork in the road and when you change how you think because I used to say how did I get here again you know I've been serving God I've been reading see all that little religious list comes in my brain I tell God I was doing this and I was doing this and I was doing that and then I said Mm-mm. but something still ain't sitting right and that's because I, I went over there again and it's because of how I the thoughts that I allow to go through my mind and so to get victory you got to change how you think victory comes when you change what you think and how you think amen let's read 2 Timothy 4 3 let's go back and do 3 verse well let's do verse 2 
It says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. And convince, rebuke, exhort, and with all long suffering and teaching. And verse 3 says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Don't you know we're living in that time? And you, and you keep looking at them and there's something in your brain to say, well... Maybe I was wrong, but God's never wrong. You got to kick those thoughts out. Say, no, they're wrong. Amen. And those who are, you have to tell yourself, and those who are with us are more than those who are against us. Because the devil wants to diminish you in size, in, in stature, in thought. He wants to say, everybody's believing this, and you're the only one. You know, or, you know, it's just a few. Well, God does mighty things with a few. Amen. He gets rid of the riffraff. Just ask Gideon. Read the book of Gideon. Amen. I mean, he just does. He wants a few faithful than a whole bunch of gossipers and manipulators and those who are trying to talk the the people who are sound you know they'll try to come and talk and talk you into being crazy and so god rather do because he he can do anything with a small group amen so you don't look at the size of the group never shows the strength of the place that's carnal you looking through carnal eyes and that's what people think but it's it's not. It's just like that woman June that did the interview for Pastor Barb, and she says, "And you guys pray? Did anybody ever know you all pray for those three women?" We think, you know, just something to do, just doing what God told us to do. Amen. Cutting those little faces out, laying hands on them, praying. And that's what you do. And there's power in agreement. And there's power in the strength of the people. It doesn't take a whole lot to, you know, to overthrow a city. Amen. So that doesn't, the numbers doesn't mean anything. Well, let's go back to, to verse 3 in 2 Timothy 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Amen. And this is people who don't want to stand on the word. They want to stand on something else. Popularity. The crowd. What the new going thing is. You know. Nowadays, everybody is selling wigs in the church. I mean, they do. Yeah. Instead of bookstores, they got wig stores in the in the church. That's what they're doing. It's just sad. But anything but standing on the word. Verse 4 says, They will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And that's what's exactly what's happening. Verse 5 says, But... But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. See, just because afflictions come your way does not mean God has aborted ship. Amen. But see, this is what the devil wants you to think. Well, see, look what your God's doing for you. Nothing. It doesn't mean anything. The, the word is saying, 
you know, endure afflictions and do the work of the evangelist and fulfill your ministry. And that means even though whatever you're going through, you can still open your mouth and, and preach Jesus. Amen. Lead somebody to the Lord. That's a good way to give the devil, take him behind the barn and wear him out. Amen. Lead somebody to the Lord. Verse 6, and this is still Paul talking, his for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. See, he was about to wrap up his ministry, and he was t- telling Timothy how he made it. And he says, I did not give up, I kept the faith. So your victory is not giving up. Your victory and your reward is to finish the race. It doesn't, he, Paul didn't talk about how much he, he uh, messed up, how many times he was in jail. He didn't talk about that. He says, I finished the, the course. I kept the faith. Because that's what's important. He didn't get into these minor details. You know, his, the failures. And he, he didn't even get into his successes. But he said, I finished the race. And I took a stand. Amen. So stand. You know, you can't fulfill your selfish desires and take a stand. Amen. Keep the faith and don't allow discouragement, self-pity, or depression to come your way. Stand and keep doing what you've always been doing. Because the promise will manifest. Because God is not a liar. You have to sit up and talk sense to yourself. God's not a liar. He's already spoken it. He'll do what he says he's going to do. You know? All of these things. He has a creative force to his word. And I know he's going to do this thing. And when that thing comes, I said, well, did God really say? Think about Eve. Yes, he said it. She should have said, yes, he really said it. Amen? And I know who I am. But she didn't say it. But don't be like Eve. Don't fall for it. Amen. You know, American society hates patience. That's one of the things we hate. It's patience. You know, it takes patience to finish the course. Amen. We hate to wait for anything, not stand. Because, see, it's already done. Now faith is now. Now faith. Amen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of what you can't see. So what you can't see is your evidence that you're in faith. That's your evidence that God is working. Amen. What you can't see doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean God's not doing it. That has nothing to do with nothing. Amen. If you think about it, just think about that. Just because you don't see anything does not mean God is not working on your behalf. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And when you get screwed up in your head like that, you need to sit down and repent, cry out to God, get in your word, and let him put you back on the right footing. Amen. Amen. Because that has nothing to do. What we see has nothing to do. Because faith is a substance of what's hoped for. It's the evidence of what's unseen. That's your evidence. Amen. The evidence of what's not seen. Amen. It doesn't mean that you don't have faith if you don't have it yet. That's a lie of the enemy. We need to learn how to tear these lies down. Stop falling for them. Amen. Because it's just not true. Let's go to James 1. Hallelujah. James 1 verse 2. 
I'll speed it up. And it says here, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. If you're, you're patient, if you're, if you're not tested, if your faith is not tested, how will you develop faith Amen. to wait for the promise? Amen. Amen. So it says that knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, endurance. But let patience have its perfect work. So after you get into patience, let it have a perfect work in your and on the inside of you. Because patience patience works all of the other fruits of the spirit comes. Joy comes. You know, when you pass that patience test and it's not a thing where you just endure you know on the edge of your seat you allow God to change your heart and change how you think and patience comes and you endure to the end and you're like Paul I have finished the course I have fought a good fight I kept the faith amen hallelujah you keep the faith you keep the faith because you're in patience you're in endurance Patience brings, and you know, patience is one scripture says it works all those things. And patience produces, you know, this. And and you have to go through various trials. Sometimes big, sometimes small. Amen. Or sometimes, you know, you just wait in a position. You stay in a position of faith. Not, well, I'm waiting. You ain't ain't waiting. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Do something for God. Do the work of the ministry like Paul told Timothy. Do the work of the ministry. Don't stop. Keep moving. Your your answer is is already worked out. But this is a, a spiritual situation. It's not a carnal thing. It cannot be worked out in the natural. Amen. And so keep the faith. You know, count it all joy. Treat it as though it's, it's a joyful situation because it is in the end. If you're believing God and if you're, you really believe what God is telling you, then joy comes. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Amen. And so it says, let patience have its perfect work. That means there's an inner working that patience has to do in you. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. In other words, you start to mature. That word perfect means mature, maturity. So God starts to mature your walk of faith and you stay with him no matter what you see think or especially what you feel we don't the the just shall live by faith and not how you feel amen hallelujah we have peace and joy on the inside you know you don't have to be bubbled over every time you see people but you have a peace on the inside of you knowing God's doing this thing he's got my back and I'm not depending on my own cuckoo self I'm depending on God my faith is in him amen and this is who I'm I'm basking in the faith of God the surety of what he has said because he's not a liar he'll do it let's go down to verse 12 as it blesses a man who endures temptation amen for when he has been approved he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him in other words patience works Amen. Allow allow God to deliver us his way. 
That's what patience does. Patience allows God to do what he wants to do to us his way. Patience allows God to work this thing out his way. And not come the way we think he ought to come. Because that's what we see in the natural that makes sense to our carnal minds. Amen. You know? You know, this is why people made up that saying, opposites attract. No, it's just like, you know what it is? People don't get what they, what makes them happy is not what they thought. That's what that is. So then they just say, oh, well, you know, opposites attract. But that's not it. It's that God gives you exactly what you need. That's what it is. And it supersedes your brain. Amen. (laughs) So stay diligent and full of assurance. We need to learn to endure through patience. Don't endure on the edge of the cliff with your fingernails just barely making it. We've been through that. We're not doing that no more. Amen. We're enduring hardship, you know, as a soldier, a fully clothed soldier. Amen. We're enduring in faith. And we're, we're, you know, satisfied. And what God is doing, because he's not a failure. God can't fail at this thing. Amen. Learn to endure. Stay diligent with full assurance of hope until the end. Full assurance of hope until the end. That's how God operates. He keeps you in full assurance of hope until the end. And not become sluggish. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews 6. I'm almost finished. Not become sluggish. When you when you feel that sluggishness trying to take over, you get in your word. Amen. And and stop arguing with the devil. Cuz you know it's already won. You don't have to argue with him. You don't have to argue with other people. Now, how do I know if I'm standing and if I'm not standing? Listen to what you say. Listen to what you tell people. That's how you know if you're standing. See, the devil will try to make you think you're standing when you're not. Listen to your mouth. Listen to what you say about your situation. And that's how you know if you are standing and if you have given up. And if you it's, it's not flowing, repent. Don't 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 get in in what is that? What? No, not it's um. What's the other one? Um, pride, the opposite. Well, that's what it leads to. Condemnation leads to pride. Don't get in pride. Just say, hey, I missed it again. Because we all keep missing it. But you know what? You tell the devil, but you know what? I'm an overcomer. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this course. <laughs> I'm fin- the important thing is you can be like Paul and say, I kept the faith. Amen. I finished the course. And I stayed in the race. And I didn't abort. Well, I'm re- reading my Bible. You abort it. Well, I'm doing everything. You abort it. You're not doing nothing. You're aborted. You're in disobedience. Then people get mad at you because of truth. Because they want to hear what they want to hear. Amen. Itching ears. We just read that in Second Timothy. Hebrews 6.11. 
It says, and we desire that each one, is that right? Okay. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) Verse 12, that you do not become sluggish. But imitate those who through faith and patience inherited the promises. So how do you inherit the, the promises? Through faith and patience. I'm telling you. Faith and patience. That's how you inherit. Faith and patience. You gotta have patience. Let patience have its perfect work on the inside of you. Through faith and patience they finish the course. You can have joy and all this other stuff don't matter. Faith and patience. They inherited the promises. They inherited the promises through faith and patience. So stand having done all. That's having done all. Is allowing faith and patience to carry you across that finish line. Amen. No matter how much, many times you've messed up, so what? You take your get out of free card, jail free card, lawyer up, and you keep moving. Amen. Amen. That's, this is, and see, that's mature. That's what maturity does for you. And so, oh, it's like, first I was lost, now I'm found. <laughs> Amen? You don't have to stay in, in unbelief and, and the darkness forever. You come out. Amen? So with faith and patience, they finish the course. Amen? Hallelujah. With faith and patience, they receive the promise. Hallelujah. They receive the promise. This is what you need to keep telling yourself. With faith and, and patience. They finish the course. With faith and patience. Amen. Verse 13. Do I need it? It says, wait, and it says in back in verse 12, don't be sluggish. Amen. That means don't be lazy about praying, about doing anything. Stay on the upside. You know, keep keep your position of erectness. Don't be all. I just I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. That's not that's sluggish. Letting things slide that the devil's doing to you. That's sluggish. If he starts stealing your money, you start attacking that two dollars like it's a hundred. Don't be sluggish. Because surely if you allow him to take $2, he's coming for 50 then 100 Amen. And that's one thing I, I remember about Pastor Barb when I was, you know, and I was learning. See, it's good. You learn when you're around people. You're around leadership for a purpose. And I remember her try, trying to get this $2 or something from a rebate from some. Oh, there she is, Pastor Barb. You remember that, Pastor Barb? And, and, she, and I'm thinking, it's only $2. You see what I'm saying? How cuckoo. But I learned. Because she was protecting what was she was protecting her big pot because <laughs> if he can get in that little two dollar rebate he coming for more amen and so you have to and she won't and I've seen her do it more than once and she will say I'm getting my money she go back to the store 
Isn't that right, Pastor Bob? I'm telling the truth. And she'd go back to the store and I'm thinking, it's just a dollar. But see, I see, I see and understand now. You know, because if he, you let him take a dollar, he come back for more. And you don't let him take a dollar. Amen. When you take a stand, you don't let him take nothing. Amen. You make him take his hands off of what's yours. Because he's not supposed to have it. And so you have to do all of these things. Amen. Imitate those who are in faith. Imitate them. And let people say, well, she's just trying to be like so-and-so. Yeah, that's right. I am. I want to be like her. Amen. And so you have to do what you have to do to stay in faith. So you can say, I finished the course. I fought a good fight. Amen. So you have to exercise. Uh, Let me read with patience. It also means long-suffering and endurance. It, uh, It means fortitude. Fortitude to exercise restraint. Know when to cut it off. You know, and know when, you know, you're a mature Christian. And so you know when you're not being silly about things. And you just, you know, you just leave that baby, you know, space. You leave it behind you and you press on to bigger and better things in Christ Jesus. Amen. People resort to quick remedies and leave their faith stance and then say, I'm in faith, I'm still believing. And they're not. Amen. So there's a warfare over your words. Remember that. There's a warfare over everything that God wants to do for you. Amen. Amen. Not that God can't. He's already won the war. So it's not a problem for him. He's trying to teach us. How to watch over everything that he has for us. Amen. And part of that is becoming mature in the things of God. Amen. And so you have to understand how to work with God and not work against him. Amen. That's waging a good warfare. Amen. And know when God is trying to help you. Know when your abilities stop and when God's abilities pick up. You know, you're doing everything through him and in him and by him. You're not doing this stuff alone. And God's not dependent on us to get any, accomplish any of these things. All he wants you to do is stay in faith. Amen. Amen. And when your faith wanes, go to him, repent, and get strong, get fueled. Because, see, this strength is coming from him. You know, uh, it was in, uh, what did we the first scripture we started with let me look because I know you probably don't remember Ephesians 6 it says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might not our might his might you're in his might amen we're not doing we're not orchestrating anything all we're doing is trusting and believing God and holding down our part because everybody has a part to play and we need to do but God's not dependent on us to work nothing out because he's already worked it out amen hallelujah let's see did I finish verse 13 yeah so verse 12 said with through faith and patience you inherit the promises so how do you inherit the promises See, nobody said it. And that's the way you're going to do at home. You ain't going to tell yourself when you get screwed up. See, going to stay in pride. I'm not going to say that. I'm not a child. You know? Yeah, that was quick, wasn't it? All right. So how do you 
come through and inherit the promises of God. Amen. Faith and patience. If you keep telling yourself that, you will not forget it. Because there's going to be times when you have to tell yourself that out loud. Through faith and patience, they inherited the promises. Amen. And I'm not in this alone. God is God's fight. Amen. But there's a warfare over your confession. Keep your confession. Everything you do, don't change. Don't change anything. You do, do things the way God told you to do them. Amen. Verse 13 says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could not swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. In other words, he swore by himself, to himself. Amen. Amen. Because there was none other, none greater. So stop murmuring and complaining and saying nothing is working. Because God is working. It is working. Amen. It's working because God said it would work. God is working. They inherited the promises through faith and patience and God is working. And he is not a failure. He's working. So that's taking a faith stance. Amen. And we walk by faith and not by sight. You're not going by what you see. You'll never get anywhere. Amen. You'll be shipwrecked. And saying, I'm still in faith. You know, and the devil started telling you, you're in faith. And, and that's judgment. And all this crazy stuff people are saying now. Because of itching ears. We read that scripture. People want to hear what they want to hear. Amen. But God is working on our behalf. Because why? Because the word always works. That's how we know. The word works. It didn't just stop working because you believe in God for something. It's still working. The word works. And it's working on our behalf. Standing. You know, standing. When you get frustrated. That's not standing when you're frustrated. I've been there too. Because you don't feel peace. You don't, you don't have patience anymore. You're worn out. So you're not standing anymore. That means you're aborted. Sorry. But that's aborting. Or you retreated. That's not standing. Standing is what you stand. You standing firm. That's why the Bible said that we stand in a position. An upright position. Amen. You're not barely making it. You're standing in faith. Because you know you have the answer. You know God is with you. You know what God's going to do. Amen. He's not. He doesn't abort ship. He does, that's just like saying God is aborting my situation. He doesn't do that. We do it. But he doesn't. But the good thing about God is he always tries to reel us back in. Amen. With his love. Amen. He reels us back in. And so... If you want to know if your faith is is working, listen to what you're saying. What are you telling people? Amen. So keep your mouth and your heart in the right place. And repent. And run this race with patience. Amen. Know that it's done already in the spirit realm. Amen. Let's go to Daniel 10.10. And I think everybody knows what that is. It's the last scripture I'll give you. But I just want to leave you with Daniel. Hallelujah. I'm going to try to get it on my device. (laughs) 
And we know Daniel had a prayer. And he prayed. Daniel 10.10. It says, And behold, uh, it says, A hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hand. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright. Are y'all here? For unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from this first, from the first day that thou didst set thine heart unto a heart to understand and to chasten thyself before the Lord, thy words were heard. And I am come for your words. Now you know what this angel is telling Daniel. He says, look Daniel, from the first day you prayed in faith, God started going after that word to perform it. Amen. God went after that word to perform it. So when the devil started telling you, well, God, maybe he didn't hear you. Or you didn't pray long enough. Or you didn't pray this right. You didn't pray that prayer. You tell the devil, God heard me the first day I prayed in faith. 20 years ago. 30 years. He heard me the first day. Amen. But see, there's warfare. Sometimes there's warfare over your words. There's warfare over your promise. It says, and I'll read it all. You know, it's, it's, it was, I think, 120 days or something like that. Let's see, where am I at? I'm in 20, if you're not. 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I remained there with the king of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. Are y'all here today? For the vision is yet for many days. It's not over. To the fat lady sings. And she ain't singing. Amen. You got to get it. And understand these things and pray. God, the Spirit of God will prompt you to pray when you need to. Prompt you to praise and worship. Be thankful. All these things. You know, this is a part of your stand. When you stand, you don't stand upset and mad and weeping. And, you know, you may do that a few times until you see it don't work. Then you stop doing it. You grow up real quick. But there's a warfare over your answer. Warfare over your words. Warfare over what you say. A warfare over what you believe in. And so don't ever think because it's not here yet that it's not coming. Amen. Remember that angel that went and fought the first day. The first day. Amen. Alright, why don't we stop? <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.